Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wake Up and Grow. I am your host, Natalie Bittinger, and today's episode is titled, Humility Does Not Equal Self-Hate. And I want to start us off by reading in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, um, and I'm going to mainly be reading from the NLT today, but you want to grab your Bibles, whether physical or digital, I don't care. But as long as you're following along, I always think that helps. But again, Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Do not look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was not God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. But today I wanted to talk to you guys about the topic of humility and how it fits into our lives as Christians. It is a very important aspect of the Christian life, so... But you know me... I need to look at the definition of things. My brain latches onto words, and learning and knowing, understanding what they mean helps me to understand the scriptures better. Again, that's just how Natalie's brain works. I don't know how yours works, but we're going to do that here. And so the Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines humility as Freedom from pride or arrogance, the quality or state of being humble. So that definition then beckons the definition of what pride is. And according to the same Merriam-Webster Dictionary, pride is the quality or state of being proud, such as reasonable self-esteem, confidence and or satisfaction in oneself. When I looked up that definition, I became immediately confused. Because if we use simple logic and deduction, the definition of pride causes the definition of humility itself to be confusing, at least to me. It insinuates or suggests that in order for us to achieve humility, 
we must lose our confidence in satisfaction. We must lose our confidence slash satisfaction and our self-esteem. This definition is suggesting that we view ourselves as having no value or as completely worthless. Which is actually quite contradictory <laughs> to what we're told about ourselves in the Bible. I don't believe that this is what God was trying to tell us about humility through Paul's letter here. And to kind of help you understand how our value is defined in the Bible, I want to turn to Luke chapter 12. And we're going to read verses 6 and 7. What is the price of five sparrows, two copper coins? Yet God does not forget a single one of them. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. And this isn't the only passage in the Bible, but this is one that I go to a lot in my head when I suddenly start to question my value. Is out of all of the creation that God created, we are one of the most valued and so the worldly definition of humility is very contradictory to what we are called to do in the bible because humility does not equal viewing oneself as worthless or lacking in value because we do have value and immense worth in god's eyes you were created put on this earth for a very specific and wonderful purpose However, I think some Christians, my past self included, have taken our God-given worth and ran with it. We, we've inflated ourselves with the idea that because God gave us value, we are entitled to receive everything we could ever want, or that our value is higher than those of our fellow humans. This is where we run into pride and arrogance. If we look at Romans chapter 12, verse 3, we see that it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation with yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And I think this is pretty clear throughout the entirety of human history. We have the tendency to assume the things we receive from God are given to us because we are deserving of them by our good deeds or other things we do or do not do, say, think, because we have worked for it. And this is what Paul is cautioning against here in Romans. 
this idea that the gifts specifically what he's talking about here is spiritual gifts but blessings or the faith as it's worded here we have been given by christ is because we are god's quote-unquote teacher teacher's pet if you if you understand what that means we are god's favorite we have done something to deserve this prize When in actuality, if you continue to read in Romans, in, and we're going to jump to 1 Corinthians where it's talked about again, these spiritual gifts, the things we receive from God, and the circumstances of our lives are not meant to magnify us, but they've happened for the greater good of the kingdom. God has given proportionately to all. So the thought that I have received a particular gift or blessing because my value is higher or different than the next guy's is false and very prideful thinking. And that was some, that was a, a trap I fell for very easily end of high school, beginning of college. The prideful thinking. But the reality is, the spiritual gifts and the blessings and other things we receive from God are different from others because we are all different. Not in value or worth, but in experience, talent, skills life circumstances none of us are the same and so like i mentioned we're gonna i want to read first corinthians chapter 12 verses 4 through 31 and that talks about this these spiritual gifts again and the importance of understanding how they're distributed. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 31. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another Spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. 
Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, others are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how could you smell anything? But our bodies have many different parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes up for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it, and if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, Third are teachers, then those who do miracles, those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have to interpret languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. So that was a lot, I know. But so that then begs the question, if humility is not self-hate or viewing oneself as worthless or without value, as the world defines it, then what is humility? The biblical definition of humility is thinking of others as better than yourselves. Placing others before us. Having the attitude of Christ, as I read kind of at the top, back in Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to read it again. Chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he is God, he did not think of equality with God as being something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. 
When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. With that being mentioned, you might be thinking, but you told us to not diminish our value. Correct. Your God-given value stays the same when you practice humility. You simply elevate the value of others above your value. You don't say you have a basket full of apples. You have five apples. And you're giving out baskets of apples to others. Your basket does not lose any apples as you're handing out these baskets to others. You're just adding an, you're adding more apples without taking apples from your basket to other people's basket. It's a very simplistic way to explain it, but this is how Christ lived. He lived the life of a servant, even though he knew he was, in fact, the Son of God. He himself is God. The Trinity. And yet, he lived as a servant. That's what it says in verses 6 through 8. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born in human form. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. So, humility is valuing others above ourselves. It's not self-hate, it's valuing others more. And something else I want you to know is that Jesus didn't do this, practice humility, to receive what he received in verses 9 through 11 in Philippians 2. Therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to glory, to the glory of God the Father. So, we shouldn't pursue humility for that reason either. Jesus pursued humility so that he could fulfill his divine purpose, which was to die on the cross in order to save humanity. He didn't pursue humility to receive this honorable position in heaven, to have his name be the name above all names. That's not why he chose humility. He did it. He chose humility out of love for us. So this should be our motivator, love. Our love for God and the mission he's given us, and our love for others. When we practice humility, it allows us to be obedient to God's commands and his will for our lives. Without humility, we will neglect his will 
and in turn be seeking our own. Our very title, Christian, means that we live as imitators of who Christ is. Therefore, we must live in humility. So, to encourage you to practice humility this week, I just want to read... Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8 again, before I close out here. So, pay attention. (laughs) If you haven't been for the entirety of this episode, please pay attention to this, the Word of God. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from His love? Any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. I want to thank you again for listening and just remind you that episodes are released bi-weekly. This is every other Monday. And I encourage you to go give Wake Up and Grow a follow on Instagram at WUG Podcast. That's spelled W-U-G Podcast. And go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm Natalie Bittinger and this has been Wake Up and Grow.